you pledged your support for your community radio station. You have our pledge to keep you connected with information you come to rely on. WJFF Radio Catskill, your community radio station. Support for WJFF comes from Two Queens, offering coffee, tea, and bees. Located in Pete's Plaza, Narrowsburg, New York. TwoQueensCoffee.com. And from listener donations at WJFFRadio.org. Support for Radio Catskill comes from the Calicoon Theater, an updated vintage movie theater with new releases, film festivals, nostalgic screenings, live music events, and more. Information and schedule at thecalicoontheater.com. Hello, everyone. It's the last Saturday of the month on WJFF at 1130. That means you're listening to... Travels with Travels with Travels with Tricks. Who's he gonna talk to now? What's he gonna talk about? Where we gonna go? Travels with Tricks. And we're back. Welcome to Travels with Triggs. Today we are talking to the artistic director of ACT Underground and the manager of Western Sullivan Public Library, Narrowsburg branch, Kyoshin Lore. Say hi to everyone, Kyoshin. Hey, how are you, everybody? Glad to be here. Thanks, Tri- Thanks, Greg. Now, we're here to talk about an exciting new project for Western Sullivan Public Library, and that is the podcast that we have been working on, which was your brainchild. So why don't you tell people a little bit about the podcast? Okay, I will. Um, It's funny that uh, radio theater kind of came up for me because during this hiatus, we were in the middle of a production and it had to stop, obviously, last uh, spring. And... uh, that was the Dog Walker, by the way, by Catherine Lewis, and a local uh, playwright. Yes, local playwright, as well as a, a, a creative writing professor at SUNY Purchase. So you know, I mean, COVID was COVID, and what could we do? I mean, we're a theater company, and we weren't going to be performing anything, and we weren't going to be rehearsing, and so. Um, actually, I was uh, walking my dog with my very dear friend, Greg Triggs, and we were talking about what the next step for Act Underground would be. And my family, my father and my mother, were both involved in 1940s radio in Chicago. They did several of the old series that you would recognize if you are from that era, Stella Dallas, My Gal Sunday, uh, and others, but uh, and I was too young to actually know them, uh, but radio was truly in their background, and, and, uh, and I thought to myself and said to Greg, you know, why don't, how would you like to uh, do some radio theater? And the more I talked with Greg about it, and, and he seemed really excited about it, so uh, we just started researching old scripts and uh, finding the ones that were in the public domain, and um, it kind of went from there. My feeling about it was that during this whole year, there's been so much Zooming uh, in the theatrical world as well as every meeting in the world, but that people might be tired of the visual, and actually be happy to just click a button and listen to an old-time radio program. So that's how the brainchild started, and uh, uh, so here we are. 
you know? We well, and just for those of you who are tuning in, the podcast is based on old radio scripts that are brought to life by local Sullivan County actors uh, under the direction of, full disclosure, me, uh, produced by Keoshan, and sound engineering is done by the incredible Mr. Alan Kehoe, and the podcast coordination is done by Dale Blagrove. So, Everyone on the team is having a wonderful time, and the podcast is available by going to any of your favorite podcast providers and searching WSPL or Western Sullivan, and you should come up with it. It is also available on WSPLonline.org under the programming icon. Uh, So far, we have two episodes of Our Miss Brooks, which is a wonderful old radio sitcom posted. And next up will be The Thin Man. So check for monthly dropping of the podcasts. But let's talk first about how we formed the company. Now, we've been using Act Underground as a foundation for the ensemble. When you chose the actors that have been involved so far... Uh, What were you looking for? What excited you? I do have an incredible um, family of actors who are so varied and uh, so available in in their hearts, you know, available to uh, differing characters and they've all got great voices. And uh, so I knew with each one of them that uh, we could throw anything at them and they would figure it out. And uh, under uh, Greg's direction has just been wonderful. uh, And he kind of tweaks a performance here or tweaks a performance there and gets what he wants, I'm assuming. And uh, so mainly it's been the actors who are so incredibly versatile. As we go through the three versions or the three episodes of Armis Brooks, there are some characters that are kind of stable that, that show up in all three of them. But then there are other characters that pop in and pop out in each one of the episodes. And so we've been able to like mix and match and the voices just, uh, the actors are just wonderfully versatile that they can do so much. Uh, Heidi Mullenauer plays Miss Brooks and Matt Nolan plays Walter Boynton and, uh, Tommy Cambridge does uh, uh, several different roles, and uh, but also he's really, he's the principal at the old high school. And so there are characters that you're going to recognize from the old recordings, and they, they stay stable between the three episodes. But then, uh, you know, we have the incredible Lisa Gonzalez, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to not remember everybody's name. Ben Parks. Ken Parks with his incredible voice and uh and R. Scott uh, Porter. And R. Scott Porter. He's just he's just fabulous. I mean, everybody is just so good, and I'm just so pleased that we've been able to cast everybody in all the episodes, even though some of them are doing different roles each time. Well, and one of the things that I've enjoyed is editing the scripts, actually. Since they're in the public domain, you can make a tweak here, a tweak there without violating a contract or someone's understanding of the situation. Susan Mendoza plays the daughter of the the principal in each episode. Her name's Harriet, a perfect 1950s name. And we've kind of made her the voice of the future for what women are on their way to becoming, which has been exciting as well well. Um, Now, one thing that I think is really fun about this is 
that the actors get to concentrate on the vocal aspect of their performance. And it's great fun to listen to the characters grow over the three episodes of Our Miss Brooks. And I'm assuming that will happen as well over the growth of Thin Man as we do subsequent episodes. Well, and the thing is, uh, when we do rehearse and we all re- re- we rehearse through Zoom and we're all distanced and we all turn off our video so that we're only hearing each other's voices. And it, the magic happens in the theater, as far as I'm concerned, when actors are really honestly engaging with one another and they have to listen to each other and exactly what they're saying. And then they end up responding to their scene partner and there therein lies the magic of theater to me and it certainly is 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 true also in radio theater um so you feed each other each actor is feeding the other actor and and through that process we learn more and more and more about our characters and so there is growth each time we've rehearsed there's a little bit more growth a little bit more oh what oh what Oh, I didn't think that was going to happen. Or, wow, I didn't think you were going to say it that way, which means I'm going to have to say my line in a different way. And that truly is the emergent property that happens in the theater, which is so brilliant. And it's what carries theater through the thousands of centuries that it's been alive. Let's say most of us are of a certain age at this point. And it's really fun to get to play characters you would not be chosen for, were there a visual component mm-hmm. of it? For example, Lisa Gonsalves plays a, a balloon dancer, which I think is a euphemism for stripper, uh, with a heart of gold. And I don't know that she would be cast in that part were it being done by, you know, the little Tustin players or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. There is, and and because my actors are so versatile, they can they can uh, cross the age boundaries, and they and they have enough, you know, their voices are such that they can take a full range, so they can play a little girl, and they and and even though they're seventy four years old, they could do a little girl, and then you know they could be a crotchety old lady, and you would never know it's just it's what the voice projects amazingly well when you have somebody who knows what they're doing, so it's great, and all my actors do they just do and the energy of it all one of you know my undergrad is in directing, and one of the things that I feel this project has really done in a way that sometimes more commercial projects do not allow for is one of my directing professors, Dr. Gloria Link uh, from the University of Wisconsin. She said that it is a director's job to create an environment where everyone involved inspires each other to grow and that the thing that is being built becomes greater than the sum of its parts. Yes, it's the emergent life because you're creating a situation under which everyone brings creativity and can thrive. That's the magic of theater to me is that we do do that and and we inspire each other. And one of the things I, I also teach acting and although I don't believe you can teach acting, I think you can train an actor, but you can't teach acting. And, but one of the wonderful ways is that on stage, And in radio, your fuel is your partner, you know, because that's where you get, how am I going to say that next line? Well, 
what what just got delivered to you and how can you respond to that you know as the character so it's uh it, it it's been, it's been a wonderful exercise for all of us you know what else i think is really fun is anticipating or honoring what you suppose the audience's reaction is going to be because we're creating this in a little bit of a vacuum in that we're all in separate rooms, uh, as you said, on a Zoom session. And I don't know if you remember Lily Tomlin and Jane Wagner's wonderful play, The Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe. That blew my mind when I was a very young student because I think the central thesis of it, one of the central uh, theses of it or thesi is that um, the audience is what makes it art. Yeah. And- it's the fourth wall. I mean, it is, it's the, it, it, you know, you got your script and you got your director and you got your, your actors. And then without the audience, you got to have it because it completes the magic circle, I think. And within that magic circle, which is a wonderful term, I think it's important to build a community where people are not diminishing each other and that it's not about making your choices from a place of insecurity, but making your choices from a place of potential. Absolutely. It's why your scene partner is your fuel, because that just forces you to go right into really listening to what was just said to you really hearing the tone of voice the the turn of phrase the you know and 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 the the playwright and the director and the actor are all involved in that and it is it's the emergent property that's the special exciting thing that keeps theater alive i think well it's and it's been great fun to think about the the usually men because of the era but the men that were usually just hacking out those scripts week after week and kind of thinking about their intention or their inspiration or the circumstances under which they were writing. It's, it's all been such fun. And now I've got another question. Um, you know, we talk about fresh inspiration. This is the first time you've been involved, to the best of my knowledge, with a podcast. How does that mm-hmm. feel? New media. Yeah. I, I- well, actually, when I go to the podcast and listen from the podcast, it really does feel like, oh, I've turned on an old time radio show. You know, I mean, it. so I mean, it's hard to know when you're one of the actors that are doing the role to know what it's all going to come out. like. But the podcasts have been and it really is like turning on the radio. Oh, it's that time, Martha. Our show is on, you know, and, but you, the nice thing is you can do it anytime you want to because it's available to you for 24 hours a day. So who knew about podcasts? I certainly didn't. And, uh, you know, it, it's been an amazing experience. I'm, I'm actually surprised that more theaters haven't been doing this and maybe they have and I just don't know. That's well, they just lack the appropriate inspiration and leadership. I know they weren't walking the dogs like you and I were. <laughs> Thank God for the dogs. Um, I was I was with some friends uh, talking recently and my friend Donna recently said to her husband, Bill, oh, you've got to listen to episode two. It's It's even better than episode one. And he got a little cranky that she had listened to it without him, which thrilled me. I was like, oh, my gosh, they care about this. It was it was it was exciting to hear. And speaking of caring, folks, I care that you stay tuned. We'll be right back after this quick station break. Travels with tricks. 
On last week's Wait, Wait, Josh Gondelman explained why Starbucks is thriving during the pandemic while Subway is not. Nobody's ever like, don't even talk to me till I've had my Italian cold cut combo in the morning. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Get your juices flowing with us as we talk to Broadway superstar Andre DeShields on this week's News Quiz from NPR. Sunday morning at 10 on Radio Catskill. Travels with Triggs. And we are back. Welcome to Travels with Triggs. For those of you just joining us, we are talking with Kyoshin Lore, who is the artistic director of Act Underground Theater Company and the manager of the Western Sullivan Public Library's Narrowsburg branch. We're talking about the library's new podcast, which is available at WSPLonline.org or from your favorite podcast provider by searching WSPL Podcast or Western Sullivan. Now, Kiosha, one thing I want to talk to you about is this is a form of theater, and I think of theater as being your biggest or one of your biggest passions. It is. So tell us a little bit about how that all started. How did it, I know you come from a theatrical family, but tell me a little bit about the origins. My, my parents were in Chicago uh, uh, theater, uh, and this was during the 40s and probably the 30s. And I was it was that was before my time. And then when my mother moved to the western slope of Colorado, uh, there was no theater there. And she started her own theater. And my sister and I and brother grew up you know, at rehearsal, at rehearsal spaces, doing our homework. And uh, it's just kind of always been in my life. You know, went off to college, did the theater degree, uh, went to England, studied for a year over there, came back to New York City, and desperately tired of not being particularly cast all the time. Uh, Although certainly some, uh, we, my sister and I started our own theater there, uh, Trinity Theater at 100th Street in Amsterdam. It had a great run. Uh, hundreds of designers and actors and directors came through that theater. And um, then I moved to Columbus, Ohio, and I there's a lot of theater there. Columbus is a great theater town, but I also knew, but people would ask me, well, I'm going to, I'm auditioning for this and can you help me with that? And so they, they'd come down to my basement and I would kind of coach them the best I knew. And I had more and more interest about that. And I thought to myself, if I'm going to be teaching, I better know what I'm doing. So I spent about six months learning about how do you train an actor? And uh, my, my roots are in Stanislavski and uh, Charles McGraw and, uh, uh, Uta Hagen and uh, I, by God, learned, you know, and and what is the best method of training an actor rather than teaching acting? As as I said before, I don't think you can teach acting, uh, but I do think you can train an actor, and I do I, I believe fervently in that. And uh, so I started a little uh, training company in Columbus and did a lot of theater in Columbus myself. And then when we moved here in 2004, I brought all my silly little flats with me and I put them in my basement. And I started and I started another act underground theater company. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of teaching over these last four or five years. And then with then we actually started producing in 2011, we started to produce and um uh, you know, the kind of the rest is history. We've generally done one show a year, maybe two, uh, a lot of stuff at the Krauss, a lot of stuff at the Tustin, uh, 
and the last show we did was The Revolutionists, and then COVID hit, actually. Well, we started rehearsing The Dog Walker uh, by Catherine Lewis, and then um, then we got kind of shut down. And uh, so that's kind of my background, and, and uh, it still lives in me, although I, I do have to admit, you know, during COVID, and it's been almost like a hermitage, you know, just like, stay quiet, don't go out, don't do anything. It's like, well, this isn't so bad. <laughs> I cannot do anything really well. And uh, there's an upside to almost everything. There really is. There really is. Although you know the suffering that has been surrounding us has it never leaves me, and uh, I'm always aware of it. But um, nonetheless, this it, it, that that the podcast came up was like, oh my god! You know, all my actors that have been with me for a long time, and some brand new ones. Um, have an outlet and thanks to Greg I just wasn't really up for directing it I just I didn't want to direct it I just didn't I was still in the kind of COVID meh but the fact that you um, were as excited as my heart was uh, I was so grateful for that and 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 am still grateful for that and um, so here we are you know it just, it just keeps theater just keeps rolling on in whatever form it can take well, and the company's growing with the addition of Aaron Hicklin as uh, mm -hmm. Nick Charles in mm -hmm. The Thin Man, which will be our next genre. Uh, just for those of you who are tracking, we do quarterly genres. So we started with sitcom and we have now moved to the crime drama and we will soon decide what the third genre is going to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you look back on Theater Keoshan, I'm curious, what was one of your favorite moments where you felt it all came together per your heart's desire. What's just one perfect moment that comes to mind? When the cast of a revolutionists got a standing ovation. That was like, oh my God, it really worked. Uh, Alan Kehoe uh, dressed the set, Sean Harrington lit it. Um, uh, I had four amazing women and the play was by Lauren Gunderson. And we worked so hard on and we're starting to open when our leading actor got ill and uh, we had to postpone it and we had to all come back again uh, to get it again uh, a couple of months later and started the rehearsal process. Of course, we knew what we were doing that by then. And uh, it had been such a long journey for all of us. And that night when we opened and actually for every performance, those four women got a standing ovation. And that just does not happen very often at the Tustin Theater. So I was it was like, OK, if I die tomorrow, you know, I did what I wanted to do. Ended on a high note. Had that. I ended but on I a high note. For there but was a podcast waiting. That's right. That's right. And, and there's still life in this old girl yet. So I'm not dead yet. That's good advice for others to remember. Now, when we're looking for scripts for the podcast, um, just give our audience a little idea of what your criteria is uh, and what they can look forward to when they go to WSPLonline.org and research under programs for the length to the podcast. Well, uh, Greg has been, you have been very instrumental in the choosing of the scripts. I mean, we both read them. We share back and forth what we think. And uh, actually to get kind of mundane about it is how many cast members are there and how many cast members do we have? And do we have all the people that could fit those roles? Now, luckily for uh, both the Thin Man and our Miss Brooks, 
we had those people, um, except, as you say, Aaron Hinklin came in for the thin man. But uh, beyond that, we've really had the people that had the versatility and uh, the skills to do the work. And uh, so, you know, I don't know, read through scripts, you know, we just we would read, we read through an awful lot of scripts. And Armis Brooks, I'll tell you one thing, it is hard to go back to the 40s and read scripts from the 40s and not be offended. As a woman, it is very hard not to be offended. So Armis Brooks was kind of perfect in that, you know, this is a strong woman character. She is, uh, you know, she knows what she's about and she knows what she's doing. And, um, and she gets herself into situations, but it's not an offensive script. And a lot of them are from that era. A lot of them are. And I have a feeling I would have my, the actresses in our company going, yeah, I'm not saying that line. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, and it's hard. It, it is hard. You have to read through a lot of stuff and go, eh, eh, or it some. It's very interesting in this cancel culture era to remember that sometimes you have to look at something and appreciate how we've grown since that. Oh, I know. And and not judge history because society was where it was. Where it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember the the Virginia Slims ad saying, "You've come a long way, baby," and it, and it's really true. And that was in the seventies, and we've come a longer way even from then. So. Well, and let's do a little shout out for your employer and our sponsor, Western Sullivan Public Library. Tell everyone that's listening a little bit about the programming that you guys have uh, invented. Oh, my God. We have the two most amazing programmers. Claudine Luxinger is our adult programmer. And uh, Kristen Dassenbach is our children's programmer. And they have worked double time during COVID, putting together programs for children and programs for adults that people can freely, for really, engage in. Uh, right now, Claudine has a program of uh, seeds and you can come into the, any one of our libraries and you can pick up packets of seeds and uh, little kits with dirt in it and <laughs> instructions of what to do with these seeds. And you can go to any one of the library branches and we have those ready. Kristen's children's programs are just fabulous. She does. She has little kits that people can come and take for their kids and come into the library. You don't have to be a member of the library. They can pick up a kit and she puts together these wonderful little crafts for kids and you can get one every week, a brand new one. And not to mention, she does a children's story hour every week. These two women are, they just blow me away, the work that they do. And uh, so I really want you to to really take a look at WSPL online and see all the programs that are available. We have curbside service. You can come in and use our computers. Um, curbside service for picking up books that you're borrowing or DVDs. We're a member of Canopy, so you can get uh, streaming video at home. You don't have to go out of your house. Uh, It's a fabulous, fabulous library system. These three libraries, are they're amazing what they have done. I mean, what they were doing beforehand, but COVID, we have not stopped. So pleased to have the library as part of our awesome community. It is. And on that note, I will remind you that the latest service offered by Western Sullivan Public Libraries is the Old Time Radio Podcast. Again, that's available on WSPLonline.org under programs or by going to your favorite podcast provider and searching WSPL Podcast or Western Sullivan. Thank you for joining us, Kyoshin. 
I thank you. I want to make sure that we remember to, to mention every one of our cast members. And I'm afraid I didn't. I'm afraid no, I, I lost it. I think we got to all of them. You did it. Okay, good. Thank you so much. And thank you, Greg. You have done a wonderful job for us. Thank you so much. Well, I'm thrilled to be part of the community, and I'm thrilled that you guys joined us today. Donna Fellenberg will be back next week at 1130 with Catskill Character. Thanks for joining us today for... Travels with travels with travels with trees. Who's he gonna talk to now? What's he gonna talk about? Where are we gonna go? Travels with trees. Support for Radio Catskill comes from the Calicoon Theater, an updated vintage movie theater with new releases, film festivals, nostalgic screenings, live music events, and more. Information and schedule at thecalicoontheater.com. Support for WJFF comes from Two Queens, offering coffee, tea, and bees. Located in Pete's Plaza, Narrowsburg, New York. TwoQueensCoffee.com. And from listener donations at WJFFRadio.org. Hi, it's Francis Lamb, host of The Splendid Table. I just want to take a moment to express my sincere gratitude to all of you who've supported this station. You literally make public radio happen. So, from all of us here at The Splendid Table, thank you. You made sure WJFF could stay focused on keeping the community informed and connected. You gave what you could. You made it happen. Thank you for supporting WJFF Radio Catskill. WJFF, Jeffersonville, W233AH, Monticello. Support comes from the Homestead School, Montessori Education, preschool through early college with campuses in Glens Bay and Hurleyville, building the intelligence, creativity, connection, and skills for an ecological future since 1978. Homesteadschool.com. From the River Reporter newspaper in Narrowsburg, New York, riverreporter.com. And from listener donations at WJFFRadio.org. Support for Radio Catskill comes from the Neversink General Store, featuring an award-winning chef, smoked barbecue year-round, local products and catering, now offering takeout, Neversink General